Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture, and we are looking at the Japanese yen and the U.S. dollar today. The BOJ surprised markets slightly yesterday when we heard from them. What will we get from the FMC later tonight? We saw the Japanese yen falling the most in two months after the Bank of Japan made only minor changes to its policy settings, disappointing some in the market who expected more. And in turn, we saw the yen dropping to its lowest levels so far this year. And looking at FOMC, how much higher can rates go and for how much longer? Let's unpack it with Metu Kotija. He is the head of FX and EM macro strategy for Asia at Barclays. Metu, great having you on again. Thank you very much for having me on. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with the BOJ. There was some speculation that we could have seen them remove the yield curve control. That level tightening didn't happen. We got instead a more incremental move. And in essence... They said that they would take the upper bound of 1% as a reference for their 10-year bonds. So what do you make of the BOJ's move and why didn't it do more? Yeah, look, it was disappointing in the sense that uh, they didn't do more. Uh, I think what we would see this is a hollowing out of YCC. So rather than scrap it as we were expecting or, or even tweak it, it just seems like it's a shift in, in the direction of eventually removing it and shifting policy more significantly, but not to the point where I think we would have expected more. And in that sense, look, it is a step in the right direction. I think you know we've seen now this 1% cap on the yield curve now being seen as a reference rather than a cap and I think that's important as well but what it has done is had a significant impact overnight on dollar yen dollar yen now breaching 150 very easily above 151 and markets taken this reasonably dovish in terms of what was announced yesterday yeah so with that in mind does that mean the BOJ is not likely to step in as much to perhaps buy bonds at a 1% mark and in terms of what would be the implications for bonds globally in terms of their movements yeah look I think that's right I, I think it reduces the pressure to step in given that it is now seen as a reference rate rather than a cap and it gives a little bit more flexibility for yields to sustain moves above that 1% level. But uh, look, I think it, it's not going to have a significant impact globally. I think one of the expectations was that if, if we did see a complete removal of the cap, that you'd see yields spike higher and, and thereby you'd see a sell-off in some global bond markets given the amount that Japanese investors hold overseas. But look, Japan has not been a big buyer of foreign bonds for quite a while. Uh, and so I think, well, we may see a little bit of an impact. It's mm. probably going to be fairly limited. I mean, look, US yields were higher overnight, but I don't think that's necessarily because of the BOJ. I think that also we've seen some pretty decent data coming out of the US. Yeah, me too. Looking at the Japanese yen, we saw its biggest drop in nearly two months. In fact, it's now at its lowest levels in the year so far, at around 151 against the greenback. What do you make of the movement and the trajectory of the Japanese yen from here? Yeah, I think it keeps, uh, obviously, the yen on the back foot. But I think what we've also been seeing is comments from Japanese officials, again, highlighting risks of intervention, you know, not explicitly stating that, but certainly giving an implicit risk that we will see uh, intervention coming through. That said, though, the data we saw that came out very recently showed that uh, Japan has not been intervening recently, but we don't hold that risk out, especially now with this move above 150. I think what we're going to be looking at is any sort of increase in volatility to see a risk of intervention coming in and potentially trying to get dollar yen lower. But look, I think the problem here is that we're against the background of a strong dollar, higher US yields. It's very, very difficult for the BOJ2 or MOF in Japan to be able to contain the moving dollar yen, at least in the near term. Yeah, Mitsu, you mentioned 150. 
so that was previously the line in the sand, so to speak. Where are the key levels right now? Yeah, I think, as you say, it is a line in the sand. I think psychologically, people will then start looking at the next big figure levels, right? So around 155 would be seen as a, as a next big level. Whether we get there is another question. I think ultimately, you know, we would see the dollar starting to top out, US yields starting to look mm. a bit more capped. And that may also, given the impact of rate differentials on dollar yen, that probably could cap the move in dollar yen. But look, for now, you don't want to catch a falling knife. Mm. And it does seem like the bias still seems to be for higher dollar yen in this environment. Right. Well, in conversation with Mitu Kotichan, he's the head of FX and EM macro strategy for Asia at Barclays. Now, looking at the US dollar, you mentioned, no, don't catch a falling knife knife. It's been quite hard to call the US dollar this year. Typically, end of the year, we see some seasonal weakness. Is that going to be on the cards this year? Yeah, I think it does seem like the ingredients are building up to that. You know, We would argue that uh, the dollar sentiment is very stretched and positioning similarly is quite stretched. At the same time, the move in US yields you know, with 10-year treasuries getting closer to the sort of 5% level is also looking a little bit steep here. Yeah. So I think when you put it all together that how much is already priced in in the US and also the fact that you know, at the moment the market is still not pricing in another hike from the Fed. I think we're sort of almost sort of 30%-ish price for a hike by end of the year. It's not a significant probability. So you know, when you look at the seasonal factors, when you look at the fact that generally, for example, Asian currencies tend to do better towards year end, it does seem as if we may see the dollar retrace or at least consolidate going into year end. Whether it falls is another question. I think the problem with selling the dollar is that you lose a 5% yield on US assets. So it's very difficult to sell a dollar but I think we may consolidate into year-end. And just to wrap things up, we are looking forward to the FOMC policy decision. By and large, you've got consensus for no change for this meeting, perhaps a hike in December. How much of a hawkish tone are you expecting to come through? Yeah, well, look, we think that the Fed will still keep the door open to a hike. The data has been pretty firm. And in fact, on that note, we would expect the Fed to also revise up its sort of growth outlook or growth statement, uh, highlighting the fact that growth has been much more positive than even the Fed has been anticipating. And, and in that way, it keeps the door open to a hike. And we think the Fed will hike uh, again in December, although admittedly the market is not pricing that in. We would expect Powell and Co. to sound relatively hawkish at this meeting. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's still going to be very flexible. And, you know, we've had a number of Fed speakers that would suggest that they're pretty much done on hikes. So I mm. think uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, to what extent we see that coming out in the statement today. All right. More interesting moves to watch out for when it comes to the yen and the dollar. We've been chatting with Mitu Kotichan. He's the head of FX and EM macro strategy for Asia at Barclays. Mitu, great chatting with you and have a great day ahead. Great, thank you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.